M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. I need to write a song. Everything is problematic. This is M. Salation. Because I have to find a way to dump the bodies. I mean, do you think there's a universe where you could be rewarded with $100,000 for not having sex? I would have been making bank. If you're listening now and you're in Melbourne and you're not wearing a mask, you can't be friends with Michael and I. I'm sorry, you're out. <laughs> you're in M. Salation. What an episode. Wow. Welcome to M. Salation. Another week, eh? Here we are. I just want to start this episode by saying a very happy 30th birthday to Joel Creasy. It's on the 11th of August, uh, which is the day the podcast gets released, Tuesday. Um, We were all planning on having this extravagant musical theatre-themed dinner party. I was going to sing. His boyfriend, Jack, who's an amazing singer, was going to sing. Lucy Jurak was going to sing. It was going to be this huge thing, which has now kind of been reduced down to, you know, a phone call, a video phone call. (laughs) So happy 30th, Joel Creasy. If you guys remember, maybe go just chuck him a little happy birthday at Joel Creasy because 30 is a big deal, especially, you know, because he's an immaculate gay man. He's worried that 30 means the end. And I want to reassure him that 30 is the start. Oh, there we go. Look, um, <laughs> I need to give a little bit of a content warning today. And you know, considering the past episodes that I have not given content warnings to, there is really something, something to come for you. Um, today, Michael and I deep dive into, oh, I don't know if I back that term now. <laughs> we deep dive into Cardi B's new song, WAP which does stand for wet ass pussy, and which is totally cool, fine. It's it's a song that is number one everywhere. It's had uh, 24 million downloads, the video, which is one of the most extraordinary videos I've ever seen for uh, all the reasons. But we do kind of a deep dive into, you know, women being overtly sexual and how, you know, hip-hop has predominantly been this male misogynist playground and – There's been a lot of backlash to the video, but also a lot of love. And we do talk about some of the lyrics. And look, I'm just saying, maybe don't play this if you're driving the kids to school, if you're in another state, not in Victoria, or maybe don't play it, you know, while you're cooking dinner out loud. This feels like maybe it's just a headphone or solo listen. I'm just wanting to put it out there just so you don't get any surprises if your five-year-old comes out and stops rapping about you know, WAPs. Um, so there's that. And also we talk about um, Jenny McCarkis. Now, if you're not aware of who Jenny McCarkis is, she is the Victorian Health Minister. And on Saturday night, I suspect after a few vinos, she shot out a few tweets, basically saying she was deeply sorry if her efforts hadn't been enough. And she talks about the independent inquiry and the uh, the failings in the government-run hotel quarantine. And it was a long, long thread Uh, And just in case you weren't across Twitter or didn't know, I just did want to do what we call a reset in – there's my radio brain kicking in. So when Michael and I talk about Jenny McCarkis, we're talking about the health minister and the late-night tweets that she sent out, in case that isn't clear. Um, We also talk about beauty sheets for your flaps. So it is a vulva-heavy episode. It is also – I'm going to put it out there on my washing machine's ending. Can you hear it? God, everything beeps at me in this house. You know, I've got a new rule about beeping. I'm on a tangent. Don't worry. So I had a chocolate cake sent to me last week. It was so yum. But I made myself a deal. I was allowed to get the chocolate cake out of the fridge. I had to keep the fridge open and I would eat the chocolate cake, but I had to stop eating when the fridge started beeping at me. (laughs) 
So I would monitor my consumption. Oh God, it's been a long lockdown. It's only been a week of the new one. Um, so yeah, it's a very vulva heavy episode. But as I was saying, when I lost my train of thought, when I was thinking about chocolate cake and eating the beeping of the fridge being my timer, um, it's my favorite ever episode we've done, honestly. Like I think it's my favorite and I'm going to call the episode. This is why this episode is called M's favorite episode ever because we swing from politics to Cardi B to vagina beauty masks with the greatest of ease and it's such a good representation of my friendship with Michael of my brain. Um, it's been a funny old time on uh, social media for me. <laughs> Some ups and downs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a content warning, let you know this is my favourite episode. You're in for a treat. And um, strap in. That's all I have to say. Strap in, strap on, get ready. Thank you for being here. As always, I appreciate you. I hope you're doing okay. I've been getting so many messages from people listening to the podcast uh, and saying that it's helping you in some way, which is my greatest wish. All right, I'll shut up. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Okay, well, here he is. We're feeling stronger than ever because Suts was on our screens with a, I would say, a five-day growth. Michael Lucas, would you say five days? I I think it's safe to say he did not use a razor any time on his day off and I I support it so thoroughly. (laughs) Brett Sutton, of course, we're speaking about the Chief Health Medical Officer. That's how we do talk about him now. Sluts for Suts. Hashtag away. (laughs) Michael and I unabashedly sluts for Suts. There's no slut shaming on the Emsolation podcast. I won't have it. Okay. I won't have it. Um, so we were very excited to see him back on our screens. How do you feel he's going? What do you think's happening for him? I think there's a lot going on for mm. sure. For mm. sure. I mean, uh, clearly, you know, his team's being shuffled. He's getting interstate. <laughs> You know, interstate help coming in. Also, now he's got a legion of women and men who are sexually obsessed with him. There's just a yep. lot going on in Brett Sutton. So but tell you what, on. he only gets better looking. And I'm, I've really, I've gone back and assessed the pictures, and I don't just think it's because my Stockholm syndrome is getting worse. I actually think he did emerge from that break better looking. And also, he was grilled about whether or not you know he was retiring or whatever. And then just that bit, he smiled and went, "I'm going to see this pandemic through." Oh, oh what a superhero! Yeah. Oh, my God. Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes I just have a light stubble and an open-collared shirt on, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> also, how was the accusations flying that uh, he was holding back information? <gasps> did you see that? No. Did you see? Uh, yeah, oh, you oh, that's did, right. You yes, and he had to go on Twitter and say, any question just hit me up. And you know what? I read every single one of the questions that he was hit with, and yeah. not one of them was, who's your wife? Are you married? And I was impressed. Well done, Victorians. You clearly, you're carrying yourself with a lot more grace than we are on this podcast. Really? Imagine if I was sent in. Um, Brett, just on the pandemic, would you say your marriage was happy or like just okay? Like on a scale of one to ten, how close are you to thinking about you might want to change up in a few years? (laughs) Knowing that there's this fervour about you, knowing that everyone wants you to be the next Bachelor, has it shifted the dynamic? Brett, have you ever thought about delivering the press conferences topless? Is that (laughs) something you've ever thought about? (laughs) Brett... Do you swim and if so, where and what time? (laughs) Or just any form of working out that would require less covering than the suits you're currently wearing. Brett, do you ever film yourself eating? And my email address is. (laughs) How would you? 
no, I better stop. Um, and but I have to say, what did caught my eye, Jenny Macarcus, uh, yeah. over the weekend. Look, I just want to say, we've all been there, Jen. We've all been there. We've all had a few venos and then possibly shot off a text or an email or, in her case, a tweet to thousands of people. A thread. Quite the thread. But also, I mean, clearly, you know, I, I totally agree. It probably was after a few ones. But what I loved about it was how probably. much she thought about it. Because, because any sort of apology that starts with a thread. I've grown up inspired by Greek's most enduring contribution to civilization, democracy. I mean... <laughs> You really she started with the ancient Greeks. Athenian statesman, the Parthenon. <laughs> and then we we wound our way in until we got to the hotel inquiry. But I really enjoyed the ride. What a Jenny. What a Jenny. So she's Victoria's health minister, guys, if you're unaware, Jenny Macarcus. And on Saturday night at 11.45pm, these, uh, this beautiful... <laughs> This beautiful story was sent out by her and it was very heartfelt. But I saw the time they were sent out and read the next day. I was like, oh, doll. You know, yeah. I wonder how she woke up Sunday. <laughs> I'm really interested to know. Like we all wake up Sunday after sending off a questionable text or email after a few wants and we all go, oh, shit. Mm. I wonder if there was a groveling apology sent to Brad or to Dan just going, oh, God, so I, was, I got on the Pinot <laughs> and I just I was reading some Aristotle and I was just trying to compose myself and I just I lost my mind, guys. Should I delete it? And Dan would be like, no, nah, no, nah, leave it, Jen. You're right. It makes us look human. Yeah. You know, I just feel like it was very deliberately left. She didn't delete it. And no, she hasn't well, apologised I mean, for it. By that stage, it was in every news outlet in the country, so it wouldn't have done much good to, to delete it. The damage was absolutely done. But having said that, in my mind, no damage. I liked it. It was human. And I don't mind a politician. It's refreshing to me when a politician yeah. says, we probably made mistakes, I admit it, and we're doing the best we can. I would rather that than just nonstop spin. Yeah, but there was one bit where she said, if I have not done my job, I apologise. Like that, just that little seed of the if. You know when someone apologises and said, if what I said offended you, then I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. It's, you know, it's the whole, that's not a real apology. That's not. It did <laughs> and you have. <laughs> but I still I still like it. I'm, I, I don't think it's hurt them in any way. I mean, the idea that she's written, there's nothing to fear in seeking the truth. It's like, oh, God, Jen. Yeah, that's on. That I feel like that's on a poster in her office with a kitten hanging <laughs> off a high wire or something. Like she's reading that. As you she need to contact it. her and say, Jen, next time you've opened the Pinot and you've got Twitter open, just call me. Just call me. <laughs> call me. Call anyone. She doesn't have a Michael Lucas in her life because <laughs> if I was about to go and tweet my my the, my innermost thoughts, I would definitely call you before I did it and go. Do you think I should? Do you think I should <laughs> be quoting ancient Greeks and apologising for this huge bungle? Like, do you think this is now the time? Saturday night at eleven forty-five, and you're like, "Bitch, step away from the computer." She didn't have anyone to say, "Bitch, step away from the computer." To her, that's or, the thing. Or sometimes with you, it's just, you know what? This paragraph is where you've taken it too far. Lose that, <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I also know you back on the Dan train. Like, oh, I transformed. I mean, I was. It was really hurting me to have a sense of conflict about him. It really was. Because Tell me why. Why are you back on the train? What's what's oh, okay. flipped you? Uh, insiders Sunday. Peter Van Onselen, who is, I would say, a pretty centrist commentator mm-hmm. and um, pretty balanced, was sort of 
talking about the Victorian response and he was sort of saying, look, let's just keep in mind, you know, security guards were used in other states. They were used in WA and, and, um, and then he said, and let's keep in mind, and I presume he can back this up because he's not one to say something like this unless he could, that it was Dan Andrews at the National Cabinet who advocated for the whole country to adopt a policy of hotel quarantine. And if he hadn't pushed so hard, like the plan at that point was for international travellers to just isolate at home, which would have been a disaster and which would have meant that every state would be in the state Victoria was. But Dan pushed and suggested that hotel quarantine was necessary for the entire country. So you can look at him as a failure for Victoria or you can look at him as the hero that saved Australia from an enormous second wave. It really did change things for me to think, oh, hang on. And that's clearly why, by and large, they haven't taken out the axe to him federally that much. If they know that he was the person that pushed for that policy across the country, then Mm. it's pretty hard to (laughs) criticise. I don't know. I mean, I understand why that. I mean, I just feel like you were ready to flip flop very quickly. (gasps) No, I I really wasn't. I just (laughs) listen to me. Let me back in. Let me back in. No, no. Like it's fine. You're you're a softer touch than I am in life. I'm far more Italian in that sense. I'm way more Don Calion than you are. Like in terms of if you fuck with my family, I. And Dan is in your family. And no, no, no. Like uh, he's out of the family at the moment. Whereas mm. I feel like you're you're more ready to let Dan back in. Oh, Whereas, okay. Oh no, I am. Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, no. I feel like in. you're. For me, he's still got to win me back. Like. I still think he's a great leader, but I really think there's been some monumental fuck-ups that we need to understand. But I also understand why they're holding back on giving – I mean, it, blame isn't the most important thing right now. I mean, you do inquiries to understand when mistakes were made so the same mistakes aren't made again in the future and those who need to be held to account are held to account and, you know, we learn. But generally this feels like we people just want someone to blame. That's why they want to know, you know, what happened and, and what the inquiries found. Well, and that 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 testimony – there was a testimony from a nurse that came out that was really Ooh. sort of challenging. Yeah. But, well, no, because she was just sort of saying it was – it was the uh, travellers in hotel quarantine that were citing sort of mental health concerns and really yeah. putting pressure on security guards to just let them out for fresh air for, you know, bits of time. And so the security guards ended up having way more. I mean, we've we've built this whole narrative of the security guard sex, which may or may not have happened, but it mm. could well have been travellers saying, I feel suicidal, please, can you let well, me they're, outside? They're in investigating case. a suicide um, yeah. that allegedly happened during a quarantine period and that's why they were trying to be a bit more human about it because they didn't want any harm to come to these traps. Like, it's a really complicated, awful, nuanced it's, – it's not as cut and dry as, oh, they hired people who went up to the task and that's why we have so much coronavirus. Like, there's so many layers to this. And I guess this is why Jen did say the truth shall set us free. <laughs> well, clearly we're a little bit divided over Jen and Dan, but we are still 100% oh, with yeah, Brett no. Sutton. Brett. We can all agree on Brett Sutton's hotness. That's fine. And his capabilities. I should have said that the other way around. I appreciate that you're back on the Dan train. I will reserve judgment. Um, And I feel like a lot of people listening will be with me also. Just like, okay, let's just wait and see what happens. But I will say I'm glad he's the one to be leading us through this right now. I think that he's being he, he's um, he's not being you know reactionary. He's he's actually governing, which is rare. Let's be honest. In this day and age, often people govern sideways. He's governing forward. And how many so, press conferences in a row? Like fifty straight. Amazing. Insane. And Jen says she's not had a day off. She's been nonstop, nonstop. non-stop. Jen, they call her nonstop macacus. I know I want to go into a Hamilton song as well, but we can't because. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, the man is nonstop. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go with Jen and Dan and Brett's fine though. Brett's golden, obviously. <laughs> it would take a lot. A lot would need to come out in this inquiry before <laughs> he's banished. Now moving on to Cardi B's new song, Wet Ass Pussy. <laughs> I have put a language warning at the start of this episode um, and it's not sweary language, it's sexual language and look, kids shouldn't be listening to our podcast anyway. I mean, I don't feel like we're very suitable for anyone under the age of But it could 50. be on in the car or something like that. Well, if it's on in the car, it won't be WAP as <laughs> what it is referred to. It will be wet and gushy is what she's changed it to, to make it, which actually I think is more sexual than wet-ass pussy, but fine. It yeah, more but of you could sort of think she was talking about, you know, food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe MasterChef could use it as their new theme song. <laughs> yeah. I don't cook, I don't clean, this is how I got my ring. Um, yeah. <laughs> if there's a bit of a jock montage, I'm on board. <laughs> so this song is number one. Like it, it, the video has had 23 million streams in 24 hours. It's crazy. It's just blowing up. Here's a little bit of it. I don't cook. I don't clean. But let I, me tell you, I got I, this ring. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet and cushy. Now get a bucket in a mop. That's some wet and cushy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some wet and cushy. Macaroni in a pot. That's some wet and cushy. Huh. I mean, should we give a bit of a... Just because I reckon some people might not be fully down on the Cardi train the way we are because you were no. an incredibly early adopter, as, as always. Thank you. And I, I was feel like early. we've lived with her for years, but in actual yeah. fact it was really 2018 where she really blew up, but I feel like she's been around for a decade. I know. I mean, I was, thank you for acknowledging my early adoption. Um, I saw the wild, wild gem that Cardi B was early days. She is unfiltered. She is, she is the exact opposite of what Beyonce is. Beyonce is very measured and controlled and everything that goes out is polished and perfect. Whereas sometimes you'll get a a 2am live stream from Cardi licking prawns off her long nails. And that's all the video is. Her social media is truly next level and so entertaining. And I think one thing that we really connect with with her is she is hilarious. Oh my God. And this song is hilarious. Like every everything that she does is, I'm going to draw the weirdest, weirdest, and also I'm going to say whitest connection ever with Cardi. I'm always a bit obsessed with very early Bette Midler when she sang at the gay bathhouses. That's where she came from. And she used to do all these sort of like stripping, remember that that song that she sings, pretty legs, great big knockers. This is before she did Beaches and was all wind beneath my wings and got everything. (laughs) But she was like hilariously smutty, non-judgmental and kind of mm. empowered in those sort of environments. And and Cardi, although could not have come from a more different background, but no. the, she has that level of bawdy humour in her. And, yes. and she's straight out of the Bronx. Like she is just, I mean, and I know Jenny stripper. from the block is, she's oh. claimed to her. Cardi is like no. Bronx <laughs> next level. Yeah, former stripper. Former but, stripper, yep. Yep. But found it like stripping was what allowed her to put herself through school and, and not at all, like completely takes an empowered stance on it. It yes. saved her. Yeah. And also she she came from a reality TV show called Love and Hip Hop, which she's the only person to get a career out of that show. The rest, like as soon as the credits roll, their careers are done. But she was uh, on that and she was just as entertaining. I've gone and watched clips of her on that and she's just she's just got it. 
She's just so, and she would be so confronting for anyone who has a, a shred of self-confidence issues. She oh. would be triggering to anyone. Totally. <laughs> who isn't confident within themselves. And she's just, I love her. And no, she's not for everyone. But that's okay. And sometimes I find myself being a little bit prudish and like clenching my anus at, at, at things that she says and does. And then I check myself. I'm like, no, no, no. She's not hurting anyone. She's very political. She's not afraid to speak out about things. Oh, one of my favourite things is the fact that she was a big endorser of Bernie Sanders. And he would do <laughs> a lot of like online interviews with her and watching him have serious political discussions yeah. was amazing. That's right, Cardi. <laughs> It and was, she went and can you imagine she just had a meeting with Joe Biden as well? Oh God, I wish I could have seen that. Oh no, I, she told him she yet she told him we don't want no false promises. I love her so much. And so this I, is her follow-up album. Like her first album was oh, huge, Invasion of Privacy, oh, and it had Bodak oh, Yellow and Bodak Yellow. Yeah. And um I like it. And she's also does a lot of get like you probably if you probably heard her most likely on like tragically, the Maroon Five song. Girls and like. Bruno Mars. Oh, yeah. yeah. She does a lot of guesties, but her solo career is amazing. And this is the first big single off the follow-up album. So all it's, pressure's on it. And she has really delivered. delivered. She's delivered so much that, like, Carol Baskin has come out and said she's upset with the use of big cats in her film clip, which they weren't. They were all green screened. Um, but it's just – it's it, – <laughs> It, it's a sumptuous feast and, and not in the way that Beyonce's visual. <laughs> it's not black, black is King. It begins, we're panning towards a mansion and we go past a fountain yes. and the fountain is like four parties squatted yes. back to each other with, with, with like the water spilling from of the tits. Yeah, amazing. And that sets the scene. I mean, if you want a better scene set and also I don't know if you recognise there was – well, I presume was water, but probably not gushing out of the front door. Oh, I certainly did. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of water play and I don't think they're referring to the water that comes out of taps. Um, <laughs> and then we, and then Megan Three Stallion, she's, she also raps on it with Cardi and it's the two of them and they use a sample um, from Frank Ski, Whores in the House. There's whores in the house. And it <laughs> flips it on its head. And the reason I have an issue with all the backlash to this is because as soon as women, like Cardi is the sexual, female sexual independence warrior. She's all about women being sexual, owning their sexuality. It's okay to talk about liking sex. And I think I think one of my favourite lines is, back that Big Mac truck and park it in this small garage or something like that. Like, that is a line for the ages. Park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. <laughs> Haven't I, you got your most favourite bit? Oh, uh, yeah. Because Cardi as well, I, I often find I'm, – I'm, I'm never going to sound like more of a nerd. Yeah. I like to just read her lyrics at times Me because too. they come at you so fast, but yeah. she is such a talented rapper and there's yeah. this verse – yeah. And it might, uh, you will not believe how white I sound when I when I read this. I, I've got a fair idea of how white you're going to sound, but yep, go. Just listen to where this verse goes. Yeah, amazing. Look, I need a hard hitter, need a deep stroker, need a henny drinker, need a weed smoker, not a garter snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hope it lean over. He got some money. That's where I'm headed. Pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard while I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he's diabetic. <laughs> I want to spit, I want to gulp, I want to gag, I want to choke I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat My head is my head game is fire, pussy dasani It's going in dry, it's coming out soggy I ride on that thing like the cops is behind me I spit on his mic, now he's trying to sign me I mean, poetry <laughs> It's modern day Shakespeare 
It is. Look, I need a hard hit. I need a deep stroke. I need a henny drink. I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hope it lean over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Pussy a one, just like his credit. He got a beard, well I'm tryna wet it. I let him taste, now he diabetic. I don't wanna spit. I wanna go. I wanna gag. I wanna choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My head game is fire, Bunani the sunny is going and drying. It's coming outside, yeah. I run on that thing, now the cuz behind me. I spit on his mic and I heat tryna sign me. What I want everyone to remember is that sex is only taboo if it's being rapped about by a woman. And for years and years, the misogyny and the and the putting down of women, especially women of colour in rap and hip-hop, it's what the whole bloody industry has been built on. And that the fact that true women of colour are in the splits in leotards with big cats walking around them talking about <laughs> loving sex while twerking their vaginas on the ground is so empowering and the t- energy the 2020 needs. I'm not joking. <laughs> She's Planted her flag. <laughs> also, weirdly, there's a Kardashian in there. That bit uh, I didn't understand. I need help with that one. No, what? I don't. I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know why she's in there. Um, maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. She's. A, I, I don't know. I was very confused because all the other women she had in there were uh, women of color. Normani, like she was promoting a lot of young up and coming black artists, and then Kylie Jenner appeared walking in uh, like a leopard print, and I didn't understand. M- maybe she they're friends. She didn't really do anything as well. She just sort of wandered on in and then yeah. sort of wandered into a room and that was it. It, it, is, it has uh, annoyed a lot of people. That's the one criticism the film clip is getting, that there was a Kardashian-Jenner involved, but it's cool. I, I mean, suspect Cardi, you know, she's an excellent businesswoman. I, I suspect oh, she thought smart. if I put a Kardashian in here, it's just going yeah. to get so much more publicity. But let me tell you, Cardi, you didn't need anything else. You no. had it. You were going to get everything. And also I love that there's there's a Republican congressional candidate who came out against I it. He said Cardi B and Megan the Italian are what happens when children are raised without God and without a strong father figure. And he added that the song made him want to pour holy water in his ears. <laughs> I don't cook, I don't clean. Yes. <laughs> I Look, am I going to play this music at my grandmother's 80th? No. Okay, there's a time and a place for Cardi. Are you going to put this on the way to school unless you want your daughter singing things like, you know, back the Big Mac truck into the small garage? No. <laughs> but is it something you're going to put on when you're out for your rage walk during the day, Melbourne? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm here for it and I won't hear anyone besmirching wet-ass pussy. <laughs> you have to stand for something in this world. Exactly. And standing for Cardi B's wet-ass pussy. Yeah, I am. And I just feel like if this this song is confronting, it is confronting. When you listen to it, I, would, I played it in front of my husband, Scott, who's, you know, very open-minded. How did he go? About, he, like, I saw him, like, not flinching but going, oh, wow, she's really going there. Like, he was, I mean, as if, have you, can you ever think of a more loaded situation than me playing a song for my husband and watching every <laughs> micro-reaction? Just to see if he is upset in any way by this enormous feminist statement, by this female sexual queen, by this black woman saying, I'm going to flip the head and the narrative on hip-hop and R&B and rap. Do you think my husband would show anything other than interest and support? (laughs) It would be an incredibly dangerous hazardous move on his part to even have a flicker. The facial control must have been intense. Yeah, all credit to my husband. He reacted perfectly. He reacted with curiosity, which is the perfect way to do it. And I have a complete thesis ready to go as I've just delivered on this podcast. But, again, (laughs) 
I want to just say, please don't go pop on wet ass pussy around the house while you're cleaning if you've got children. Because unless you want, I mean, my kids, are, my big kids are 13 and 18, and they well, they'll be listening to it anyway. They'll They're listen online. to it anyway because yeah, and and Odie loves Cardi B, but it is it will it will spark some interesting dinner conversations if younger children hear it. I'm just warning you now, and it is not for everyone, and it is very confronting for people who aren't maybe openly overtly sexual or talk about sexuality. I'm not saying that this song is acceptable family viewing or listening, but I do love what it stands for. I rest my case, Your Honor. Thank you for coming to my <laughs> TED talk. Well done. Well now done. Bef- we will now adjourn. Yeah. Yeah, before oh, I was going to talk about vagina masks, but we've probably done too much vulva talk. Can you ever really say that on this podcast? I, I get sent products a lot. I get sent things for people want me to try, and they want me to tweet about them, or they want me to Instagram them. So all my followers think, "Oh, this is great," and they buy the stuff. And I generally don't mention the things I get sent unless I really love it. That's kind of the rule, or unless oh, I'm getting so paid. People, people try, but they're no dice all the no time. Dice. Yeah, oh. I mean, and I kind of have. A, the pe- people that send me things, um, it has to be – if it's going to get mentioned, it's got to be usually a female-owned business, a small business, a local business, making something that is ethically sustainable or something that will benefit my followers or something, that, you know, that's it's reasonably priced. Like there's all these checklist things. Unless it's like, say, I don't know, Arnott's Biscuits and they want to pay me yeah, a lot of say, money. Unless they've got quite a bit of money to pay, in which yeah, case correct. we'll rethink. So this- No, but there's two categories for me posting. One, like a lot of times people will say, oh, we'll give you the free product and we'll pay you like, you know, a a bit of money. And I'll be like, how about I pay for the product? And if I like it, I'll mention it. You know, like I generally Mm. pay for the small business stuff because they're they're small businesses. But if a big company comes along, like Arnott's or someone, and they say, we've got all this money to give you and you can do whatever you want and you get to eat chocolate biscuits and that company's not questionable, I'll do it. (laughs) Flat out. Because especially if they let me have creative control, then I feel like I have a lot of love for that company because they trust me and they trust my audience. And that's how, to be honest, that's how I'm making the money to pay my mortgage at the moment. Let's be real. Anyway, I got sent a specific product um, and it was a, um, it was a vulva mask. And not, initially I thought it was maybe fun, maybe it was a little Batman thing I could position above my Vag for later. Um, maybe it was like a Wonder Woman thing, you know, like an actual mask, mm. or, or you know, maybe we're stepping coronavirus up. Maybe this, I don't know, coronavirus protection. I don't know, but no, it was like a beauty sheet mask. You know those things that you put across your face, yeah, for your for your vulva, right? And it set me off. It set me off because I just feel like there is enough shame around women's bodies. And when you think about it, like I remember being a teenager desperately trying to muffle the sound of me opening the wrapper of my pad out of fear that someone <laughs> would hear, you know, that I've got my period or, you know, just trying to get rid of pubic care or all the shame that there is around women's bodies. And I just feel like this is another layer of what? What? I. I need to worry but what, about. But my- what does the what does it achieve? The mask, like it, it sort of because when you put it on your face, it's all like hyper moisturization. Correct. And- Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's like the vagina, the vulva, which is the correct anatomical term for that entire area. Um, the vulva is a self cleaning oven. You like I have worked with the Melbourne Sexual God, Health God, I Clinic. wish I really had a self-cleaning oven in my kitchen, by the way. Just side oh, note. 
Me God, too. Do they good. even exist? Do self-cleaning ovens, like in my mind, a self-cleaning oven, like you turn it on and then the little hands appear and they get scrubbed. How does a self-cleaning oven know. actually work? We need to get some sort of a meeting between an oven manufacturer and a gynecologist to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> but I tweeted this kind of, I mean, I Instagrammed this rant about it and then ugh, the owner, the person, the, the lady that makes them reached out to me and I felt really bad. Um, so I went through this whole – so I took the rant down because, you know, she's just trying to make money. She's just trying to kind of do some hustle. She's a really nice lady. I actually know her and I didn't realise it was her brand, to be honest, and I probably wouldn't have gone on the rant if I had have known that I knew her as well as I do. Um, and she's a lovely human and a mother of four children. Um, so I felt bad. So I guess <laughs> it's been a really weird weekend between Cardi and Brett and Jenny and Dan <laughs> and the vagina masks <laughs> – I've had a really weird emotional weekend um, and you like dumped me for some stupid Zoom dinner. And <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, if it makes you feel any better, like, right, karma came back because we accidentally ruined our dinner. Good. Because is there anything more disappointing than asking someone, like lowering yourself to say, <laughs> hey, do you want to Zoom? And then having your best friend come back and go, oh, sorry, I'm only Zooming with someone else. <laughs> I like, is there anything- do it Sunday night. Is there anything lamer in 2020 than being bumped for someone else's Zoom? <laughs> I can't even think of it. Like, is there? Is there anything lamer than being, like, out-Zoomed by someone else? <laughs> it's Fuck probably off. not a social high point, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to kind of clear up the mask situation. <laughs> did they clear it up or did, did, did everyone just walk away going, God, I feel more conflicted about this uh, or whatever. I, I feel think, sorry for the lady. I feel yeah. uncertain about my Volvo mo- moisturising mask. Oh, well, welcome to the, uh, five minutes into M. Rossiano's mind. <laughs> this, is, took, this is where you a, were at 2am. Yes. You just had a brief vacation into Rossiano's deep psyche. Imagine how exhausting it is living it 24-7. I get little glimpses. I know. <laughs> Look, if you want to pop a sheet mask onto your vagina – Fine, but just know you don't have to. And that is the takeaway message from me today, okay? You don't need to. Everything's fine in there. But if you feel like treating yourself, sure. Well done Um, for that statement. And well done for not starting by talking about a bust of the great Athenian statesman, Pericles. (laughs) You clearly thought about it, but you didn't overthink it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny all right, well, God, this I think this is my favourite ever episode. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to call it M's favourite ever episode. That is the name of the ep today. How exciting. <laughs> We've gone politics and wet-ass pussy. Yeah. I mean, really. And rounded it out with self-cleaning up. Your two great passions. You do. <laughs> it does feel like if you have a legacy, yeah. it's bringing vaginas closer to the centre of the national conversation. It should be. Imagine if we made vaginas the centre. Imagine if we made a big deal about women. Imagine. I'm doing it slowly, quietly in my own way. (laughs) What did we say being on stage with 24 dancing vaginas is a quiet way, doing it in a national special that was played on Channel 10 about four times? Yeah, but but while watching them, I was able to kind of hammer home that unfair domestic labour distribution. Women are very angry with the system set up against them to make sure that they're held down. Like there was there were layers, but mm. I had to distract people with the massive vulvas. Of course, well, done. I'd love a um, Matt, my editor, Matt Curry. He cuts all these up. Love, I would love a vulva count if you could possibly just count. <laughs> 
an official tally. Yeah, that'd be great. The official tally is eight vaginas, ten vulvas, and countless pussies. Oh, now I've been teasing on Instagram. You and I are interviewing someone a very special. I've loved all um, the guesses, by the way. Oh, have, the guesses have been amazing. Mm, they haven't guessed if the only some of these. I mean, you know, obviously. <laughs> let's just say if we had found contact with Brett Sutton, we wouldn't have been able to keep that a secret. No. no. Same with Madonna. I mean, this is a big deal. Should we tell people? Or I'm scared to tell people. No, don't, because it there's still happen. a slight chance. Yep. Yeah, yep. still a slight chance. Yep. It's a difficult person, not a difficult person, but a difficult schedule. Yep. And um, This person is very busy and yes, may, particularly this week, an intense mm. week. We're very, very gracious that he yep. or she or they have agreed <laughs> yep. to speak to us. It's a big but, name. It's a massive name, especially for listeners of this podcast. It's a big, big name and, and, and an exciting name, an exciting occasion all will be revealed you'll hear this um i think you, i don't know when you'll hear it we'll see how we go we're interviewing them tomorrow so on on tuesday or today when the podcast comes out this is so confusing all right i'll talk to you later in the week bye this is emsolation well thanks for listening poor matt imagine being the editor of this podcast he actually got an email saying could you mind counting how many times we mentioned the word vulva <laughs> in the end not as many as i thought I'm now sitting outside. It's a beautiful day in Melbourne. The sun helps. I've got my little baby here who just ate blue chalk and my eldest child eating baby biscuits. (laughs) Are they good? Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. I can't wait for you to hear our very special guest. If you're a emsolator, if you're a patron of this podcast, you know who we're talking to. You know, because that is the benefits of being a member of this podcast. And if you want to become a member of this podcast, you can go to emraciano.com, go to the listen page, and all the info there is um, it's all there. It'll give you all the information you need. All right, I'm off. I'll be hearing you on the bonus app and, of course, back on Thursday. Stay safe. Stay well. You know. Do what you need to do to get through, as long as it's not illegal, which means don't go outside of your five-kilometre radius and wear your masks. There's a lot of good mask fashion happening at the moment. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing you. And if you're in the rest of Australia, fuck you. Haha, <laughs> joking. Just a little bit. Love you. Jealous. Bye. Bye.